A lot has changed around fintech in the last five years in the CE region. While a couple of years ago, fintechs and big corporates were considered competitors, and the question was who would win the race, today, collaboration seemed to be the keyword. As we can experience, big organizations increasingly sourcing innovation beyond their borders, so the concept of open innovation is expanding. Both financial institutions and consultancy companies are looking for effective ways of collaboration with startups. This often shapes form in corporate incubator or accelerator programs. Welcome to FinTech Flow, where we deep dive into the depth and complexity of successful startups, sit down with bright FinTech minds, and bridge together the gap in mindset between the legacy players and today's innovators. With 10 years experience as a manager in the financial sector, MIT certified FinTech expert Linda Shalai is prepared to put it all in play and to follow the flow. This is the 18th episode of FinTech Flow, and we will discuss about corporate incubator and accelerator programs. In order to have a 360 view, I'm happy to welcome my guest, with whom we are guaranteed to get around all the corners, as they collectively are representing the big fours, the startup scene, and the banking sector. We have Daniel Bogner, who, despite being a manager at PricewaterhouseCoopers, is no stranger to the startup world, as he co-founded the startup Minibreak. Welcome, Dani. Janos Perecces is with us today, who is the Managing Director of MKB Fintech Lab. So he has deeply uh, been involved with the acceleration of, of around 25 fintech companies. Thanks, Janos, for being here today. Last but absolutely not least, Balázs Faluvégi represents the fintech startups, as he is the CEO and co-founder of Blue Ops, which just recently was elected to the world's most innovative wealth tech companies. Balázs, welcome and congrats on your latest prize. So let's start with the very basics because I was using two keywords here, uh, incubation and acceleration. Dani, uh, could you help us a little bit to shortly exp explain what is incubator program and what is an accelerator program? Yes, of course. Thank you, Linda, and thank you guys for, for uh, being here and thank you for having us. Uh, first of all, I will, I think, start with the similarities because both incubators and accelerators are there to guide a founder and, and a startup on his journey to, to grow. They both do the same. They usually provide uh, some kind of professional business development services, some kind of infrastructure like a co-working space, and some kind of uh, network of mentorships. How they differ is, I think the key is uh, the maturity level of the startups that they work with. Uh, because most, uh, well, it's not a textbook definition, but for me, uh, incubator program is something that you can apply when you only have an idea. Maybe it's, it's only written, written down, you don't, you don't do anything with it, you haven't got it, uh, uh, taken it to market. Uh, but the main aim of the incubator is to grow this idea into a, a validated, viable business model. Whereas when you, are, uh, when you are trying to enter an accelerator program, your goal should be to, to not just validate your business idea, but once you have, um, um, once you have a, vi a minimum viable product or a, or a tested product or even better, uh, some traction, some real traction on the market, then you can enter an accelerator program with the goal to actually grow your existing business. So I think this is the key difference uh, before we jump into uh, the more detailed differences. Yeah, thank you, Danny. I think uh, it was clear enough. 
Balanche. With Blue Ops, you have attended uh, various programs. You have been a flagship company of uh, the first cohort of MKB FinTech Lab. And, uh, and Blue Ops uh, has also been selected to PricewaterhouseCoopers Collider Acceleration Program. So uh, having these experience behind you, what can a FinTech company uh, gain by attending these programs? Yeah, so uh, there are basically two main reasons why you should enter a program like this. The first one is uh, already mentioned by Donny, um, because it gives you uh, kind of a mentorship, uh, kind of knowledge, practical knowledge on how to validate your business model. Um, but the second one is probably more important, is that if you go into, especially to a corporate um, acceleration program or incubation program, is to uh, build a partnership uh, with the corporate itself, not only the accelerator, obviously, and uh, at the end of the day, you might have uh, clients, which is basically the, the main goal uh, of a just launched startup. So most startups don't launch uh, by having a lot of customers or even one. But uh, if you go into a program like this, you might have uh, a way better uh, chance to have uh, partnerships and the client. And I think that's even more important. Yeah, and thank you, Bolesh, and uh, thank you, Linda, for inviting me as well. I'm Janusz Precesz. And, you know, I would, I would highlight the fact of the importance of partnerships. And I would say that I think that it's not just incubation programs and acceleration programs, but there's a certain type of startup programs around the world called uh, partnership programs where usually the corporate is not looking for early stage startup and you know they're not investing but they only focus on certain challenges of the corporates and looking for startups who are already scaled up but looking for other, another cor another corporate partner like in a new country or a new region like the sea regional hungary and this is um, this is not a as Danny mentioned this in real life this is not three different type of programs for example in mkb we try to mix all these three together to, to provide an end-to-end -end support for the startup community. So we have Blue Ops here who entered the program in early stage. They had the product in the early phases, I think. They had to work on the product. They had to work on the team. But at the end of the day, they also got a partnership from MKB Bank. So from the side of the corporate, all three can be important. But from the startup's perspective, you have to know what you're looking for. Either it's incubation or acceleration or partnership. And you have to focus on what you want to actually achieve your goals in the program. What I would add, it's not the most important. I would say maybe it's, it's the least important aspect to go for an accelerator program, but it's worth considering if you just want publicity. It's not the best. You should really go for the partnerships. You should really go for, for potentially funding, and you should go there to accelerate your business. But also, as a side benefit, you can get free publicity, which is, which is really important, I think. Yeah, it could be in an early stage. So. Then uh, looking at it with startups' eyes, it's, I think it's a lot to gain to attend these programs. And also, on other ways, it would be very, very difficult to gain these things. For instance, uh, the client database that you could maybe get through partnerships. So it, uh, it can be key. So let's say that uh, we have a startup, I have a startup, and we decided that we want to go for a program at which stage of the startup should we apply? What is the best suitable stage for that? I would say at what stage I would apply to our program. 
So, you know, our program is a program which focuses on startups who have already working on a product, but they are not on the market and they want to take the product to the market and they want to focus on, you know, actually what are the skills we need to take this to the market. So if you're a team like that, you actually go to the acceleration program. But if, you, if you're a team without anything, if, you if you're a team with only a paper, paper prototype or you haven't done any validation, haven't done anything, I would not go to a program like that because in 12 weeks, you're not gonna go. You're not gonna get to market if you have if you have nothing. If you are, if you have nothing, you should look for longer term incubation programs, 12 months, 18 months, because you will need time to to validate your ideas. You will iterate constantly, and to find your validated validated business model, it takes time and 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 really much much efforts. But I would also add the fact that even so, if you have done nothing, do something before applying it to anywhere. Because there are on the internet and you know through mentors, there are so many free resources that you can use to actually validate your idea. And it's really important that you should invest your own effort before requiring someone else as a force to invest in you. Can you mention some of these free resources that you were referring to? Great resources, you know, little in startup book. If you if you Google you know business model canvas, you can find that. So. If you Google, if you and my favorite resource, by the way, is the How to Start a Startup, uh, which was ta which was ta uh, taught at Stanford University, I think, uh, eight years ago. It was organized by the leading accelerator of the world, Y Combinator. I've seen that series like five times, and it's it's really good. So if anyone is wanting to start in a startup, I should start there. What you mentioned uh, briefly is, I think, is really important regarding the the time the timeline. So for an incubator program, it's, it could be one year, maybe two, even two years. And for accelerator programs, it's usually like three to six months. And what's really important that during these three to six months, you should cram so much business development into these, these months that it may be worth uh, one year. And it's really important considering uh, how to invest your own time in it, right? Because during that early stage, you should really focus on getting your product right, getting to more and more customers, and if you spend too much time on, on meeting with the accelerators and just being in a co-working space, it's going to be a waste of time. So you really have to utilize that three to six months if you are in an accelerator, or maybe you can, you can go for an incubator if you are in an earlier stage and then you will have more time to, to validate your business. Okay. Um. Okay, so I think it helped us figuring out uh, at which phase we should go for an incubator or an accelerator. But uh, nowadays, I think luckily, fortunately, we can find many, for instance also in Budapest, but all around the CE region, we can find many programs, uh, partner programs, incubator and accelerator programs. So we could say that startups is in the lucky situation that they can select from these. What are the main strategic questions that we should consider before selecting in which to apply to? It's, uh, it's the market. Mark the market what you aim for. Um, Geographic in, in geographic terms and in um, um, in professional terms. So, uh, if you are interested to work together with a mid-sized uh, bank in in the C region, um, then for example, you can choose uh, the team of uh, Yanis, uh, so the MKB FinTech Lab. 
uh, if you are interested in Hungary as well. But if you w would like to go to West, uh, for example, Netherlands, then you should uh, choose their fi uh, fintech uh, startup bootcamp program. Um, so there are many, many examples, but you have to focus on what geographic uh, market you are aiming to, to get and uh, what professional market you're aiming to get. So that's, that's the two most important aspects. Uh, and I think there is no point to go from one incubation program to, to another because it will, uh, if, if, so they are, most of the time they are really similar. So if you go to different programs, the same geographic region, same market, it will, and, and you will meet all the same people, all the same faces, it will slowly, slowly um, will break down your, um, your motivation that, oh, again, again, again. So it's, it's not, a, not a great feeling. Uh, so you have to choose, it, it's not a problem if a, if a startup goes through five incubation programs, maybe that's too much, but, uh, but they have to be in different regions or di at least different countries, different markets. And, and that's, that's the point, I think, the most important point in this. Maybe a practical advice when choosing is to ask around and re be very agile in it. So for example, go to a website of the, of the accelerator and look for the alumni, you know, the, the previous cohorts, the previous portfolio, and actually hit them up in LinkedIn and ask around, okay, what was your experience with the program? And not just ask one, one guys, because maybe for, for those companies it wasn't creating that much value, but maybe for others uh, the program did create value. So actually really ask around and do your due diligence before entering the program. One also uh, a practical advice, when you are facing, uh, with the, with the, um, during the application program you are talking uh, with the program owners, it's, it's kind of like an interview situation. Obviously you are the one who, who applies and they are providing you a service, but you can also ask them questions. For example, how are the program financed? Why is it important? Because maybe the management of the, uh, of the accelerator program has different agenda than the ones in the corporate ladder who actually uh, provide the money. So it's really important to know where the money is coming from for the accelerator program because it will translate into what is the real aim of the program and the accelerator. And therefore, it will translate into how the program is actually going to help you. So what I recommend is be smart about uh, uh, um, selecting these uh, accelerator programs and you, uh, do your due diligence by asking a lot of questions. I would also add to this fact that talk to a lot of people and talk to the alumni. It's actually, you know, we have seen a lot of teams who did that and for us as the accelerator who selects the team is actually a big plus point because you see that they are willing to invest the resources and the validation that, you know, if this, 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 is this program good enough for me, then the question arises, Maybe this is a good thing because they are, you know, they have the ambition to, to go big. My other point is that be honest and brave to the, to the accelerator itself. So if you have talked to a lot of people, then you have, some, you have some understanding of what are your strengths and weaknesses and focus on the weaknesses. Like be brave and tell the accelerator, hey guys, this is the, these are the five things I want to be good at like six months from now. Are you the guys who can help me go there? We'll be honest as the accelerators because we, are, we only want to... So our success is in the, in the success of the teams. If we select someone and we can't fit our resources with their needs, there is no point. It's, it's a waste of money for us as well. Okay, I think, uh, thanks for that, because uh, I think they were very useful tips uh, and, uh, and really hands-on uh, advice. So let's say that we decided to go for an accelerator. We did our due, due diligence. 
what is uh, the selection process? How does it look like? typically, so what's the process itself typically, and what is it that an accelerator or incubator is looking for? Typically, accelerators are looking for, corporate accelerators are looking for three things. First and foremost, as every other accelerator, the, the team itself, because usually teams who apply to accelerators and incubation programs are, you know, consisting of people, like every business, but it's early stage, so it's five to, five to, to six people maximum. And it's really important who are those people, what is the experience, what, what, are the, what is the skill set, you know, what is the, the cooperation between them, it's really important. The second thing is the, the target market and the problem you're trying to solve. So the question arises, is it big enough? Is it something that's important to me as a bank? Is it important for the world to solve this problem? The, the actual product, how you solve it in this stage is, I think is less important on what you're trying to work. And the third is obviously a strategic fit to, to our needs. You know, what kind of startups and what kind of products I'm looking for as MKB and, and its accelerator. And it's, it's the same with every corporate accelerator. And that was the second part of the question I can't remember, but... Uh, oh, I know the selection how, process. How the process looks like, yeah. Yeah. So these are the three things we're looking for. And to, to actually test these three things, what, we, what usually accelerators require is um, first an online form. So you can, you, know, you can get to a web page, it's a long form, you fill up with data about the team, about the product, the problem you're trying to solve, your website and everything. Uh, after that, there comes um, like an interview process, because you know, a form is just a form, we have to meet you in either in person or through Skype. Usually, accelerators select up to 50 for an interview, interview process. They do this either in, 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 on, on, lo on location or, or through Skype. And then usually what they do is they select the top 20, top 30, to invite for a two, three, four day bootcamp to actually test the, you know, are you an asshole and not question. Because now we have talked to you, now we have seen how you fill up forms, but the question is, can we live together for three days and can you actually live together with your teammates? And you can be, it can be a very surprising experience. So we have had teams that they, they, they excelled through, you know, a one hour Skype interview, they had like, amazing idea, an amazing problem they're trying to solve, but they were assholes, so you can't work with assholes. Which one was it? Do, you, do you have a great story about that? It was Blue but that? we eventually selected them. <laughs> do you have a great story about uh, the assholes? Uh, I totally agree with, with, with all your points. Uh, what I would add is, is a selection process behind the scenes, and it's usually, it, it's it might be uh, useful for the startup to know, but I think it's, it's just important to, to see behind the curtains. Uh, for example, at PwC Collider, um, when we select the startups, strategic fit is probably the most important. And our program is uh, sector agnostic, which means that we accept uh, startups from, from all over the all different industries, fintech, medtech, AI, and so on and so on. So how do we select these startups? You know, How do we rank them? We, we, I have no way of knowing it. I know if it's a, it's a good problem, it's, it's worth solving. I kind of can uh, check the team, uh, maybe, maybe their technology behind it, but I, what I really need is bring on uh, those PwC experts from all over the, over the company that can actually decide which is the best or, or which are the 10 best companies. So these are usually very, very lively, uh, agile debates among, among uh, PwC experts, and then after these, these discussions and uh, um, then we can, we, can, we can choose those companies that we are going to invite, and then we are going to, to go through the interview process, process one by one. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to add just one, one small thing, is that uh, don't get too emotional. 
if you are not uh, selected to one of the programs. You apply, you really like it, and then you're not selected. It's, uh, I'm, obviously, it's not random, but uh, every uh, different acceleration program, different uh, people, different team behind, and they look uh, at different factors. So, for example, we, were, uh, we wanted to really go to uh, a good acceleration program in Western Europe, and uh, we, wasn't, weren't, we were on the shortlist, but we, uh, at the end uh, we weren't uh, selected. So uh, we were really curious, why not? And they sent all, all the feedback without names, all the feedbacks of the mentors and the, and the member of the team. And it was really funny because one uh, feedback mentioned, oh, the business, business model is too much focused. And the other one is, oh, the business model is all over the place. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, funny because different people see different things in, in your startup. It's, it's, uh, they have to make a decision relatively fast. And uh, it's, some of it might be random or some of it might be just different factors, different people. So don't get too emotional about this. If you... If you have a good idea or a, a, a good MVP, maybe a good prototype, you will be chosen. Maybe one out of ten, maybe nine out of ten, but not not every uh, acceleration program. So just don't get too emotional about this. That, that, that's a great point, and actually, it kind of prepares you for the long and and difficult journey of of actually getting funded. So uh, it's, it's a good learning process that, yeah, you are going to get rejected and you are going to get rejected by millions of customers, but you will, you will get to those customers that are willing to pay for your product. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a, a good learning process, I think. Yeah, thanks, great pon points again. So let's say that we are selected uh, to a program that we wanted to attend to. What is the great strategy to be prepared to get to into the program. So in order to get the most out of it, how should we prepare ourselves and our team when we can start the program? Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> I, I've uh, been, or we, we have been in uh, two different programs, uh, and probably we will be in, in a third one, uh, different market, of course. Uh, but it's really hard to, to answer, uh, basically, it was all uh, from from a personal point of view. It was all a very good experience because uh, most acceleration programs are not uh, like like uh, training camps or something like that. But most of it is discussion, uh, good presentations, uh, getting knowledge, getting to know new people, and everyone is really kind in these programs. So uh, you don't really have to be prepared for specifically for one program, except you have, you, you know what you want to do. You have a, a prototype, you have an MVP, you have, you have at least uh, a specific idea. And if you have that and you are enthusiastic, uh, the whole team is enthusiastic, then you, you, you can't really, uh, I'm looking for the right word, but I, uh, you can't really fuck up, sorry for, for using this word, if you have, if you have these. What I would add is that be pushy, but be, be pushy in a smart way. So don't be afraid to actually go to the uh, people who are running the accelerator program, or even go to the, in case of a bank, go to, go to other departments and say, yes, I'm, I'm part of the accelerator program, I really want some info from you. Obviously, go to the proper channels as well, but, but 
be present and be very agile in, in and and make the most of these I don't know couple of couple of months, and uh, not just wait for them to approach you, wait for them to to ask you questions, but actually you should be the driver uh, of of these uh, of these couple of months, and uh, and a way a way to do that is to be confident in in going uh, going uh, to people and approach them and ask them and ask them again and again and again. Yeah, this is really important because the accelerator is a is a platform as an opportunity, but. This is the startup actually who has to invest the resources and you know get the most out of the program. And what I see sometimes, even in our alumni, or we had you know one or two teams who get accepted, they, they get very happy, but they have unrealistic expectations and they are not willing to invest the time and energy and patience into the program. So if you're selected to the program, go to the workshops, go to the community evenings, go to the events because one of the big benefits is you actually meet people and through the people you can, you know get to almost everywhere, but you have to be there. If you're not there, you're not gonna get the, the benefits of program. Regarding preparation, another thing to keep in mind is that if you already have a running business, you have to be very smart about finding the right balance of sending the decision makers to the program, but also you know, having time for the decision makers to actually run the company. So it's not good if you only send your intern to the accelerator program because that way, you know, you're not going to get the most out of it. But if you if you send the whole C-level executive, so so the, the uh, all the people who are running running your startup to the accelerator program, they might not focus on on, on you know serving the clients. So you have to find the right balance uh, for it. Just uh, just one very quick. The, do you know Talkbank? Yeah. Uh, they were in the first uh, PVC Collider program. Uh, they actually sent just a, a regular employee. A girl. Uh, it's a Russian uh, kind of chat bank, something like that. I'm, I'm not. I don't, don't really know how how they uh, improved or are they still alive or not. But uh, she was very agile. She was very smart. So it's not always a problem if you send an employer. If you are at that stage that you have to be at home and take care of other things. But if you are at an early stage, obviously the funders need to be there. But it's not necessarily a big problem if you just send an employee. So it seems like a quite complex issue how to approach acceleration or incubation. But uh, thank you guys. I think we got very great tips, really uh, advices that we could use. And maybe it can help to some of the startups listening to this podcast to be a little smarter with these programs. So thanks, Dani, Janos, and Balash to be with us today. And thank you very much for listening and for attending on Startup Safari. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe Fintech Flow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes. You can listen back previous episodes as well. For instance, you can learn more about Blue Ops and ESG investing in our very first episode. And you can listen to our discussion about open innovation with Janos Perecesh on episode 15. You are very welcome to join Fintech Flow on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Until the next episode, stay tuned and follow the flow.